So I'm walking to work, high out of my mind, listening to this podcast, thinking, shit, I'm going to have to pretend to be awake soon. And then Lance plays that fucking slide whistle, and I swear to God, I perked right up. I fucking hate you guys. Activate white girly horse dick. Initiate Juclaw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin gate upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? I'm surprised you showed up. Why are you surprised? Well, judging by your hipster beard, I, I kind of figured you'd be at Coachella commingling with your fellow hipsters watching your rock bands. I don't go see many rock bands, <laughs> and I definitely wouldn't go to Coachella. <laughs> I know. I like the I'm desert, a joke but I wouldn't go to a, I wouldn't like... It's two weekends long, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if they usually do this, but yeah, it's like a double weekend Coachella <laughs> night beer. Like I, I would never. This to me, this is a nightmarish experience. I would never be able to deal with Coachella. Although you've been to Lollapalooza, what's the difference? Just ah, dude. Days. Now this is like Lollapalooza was in Michigan. This is in like the middle of the fucking desert. It's like 105 degrees, way more probably like. Five times more people. Oh, it's that much bigger. And I didn't the, realize that. To, to be honest, and this is—I'm going to come across sounding like kind of a um, pretentious Douche. old, yeah, pretentious <laughs> old fuck here. But to be honest, if you're a true music fan, like if you really like music and you like listening to mu- live music, you would never go to an, to 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 a uh, festival like this because mm-hmm. it sounds like shit. The mm-hmm. bands don't want to play there. They have to because they're getting paid handsomely, but. It's fucking hot as balls. They probably just want to bust through their eight-song set and get the fuck off the stage back into AC. You can't yeah. get anywhere near the stage. All the bands you want to see are playing simultaneously. So it's not yeah, a comfortable sucks. experience. Like, if you really like music, you go to, like, uh, you know, the Warfield or the El Rey Theater here in L.A. and see one band play or three bands, you know, the, the band opening up. Like, yep. th- that's how you do it. Yep. But I'm pretty douchey. <laughs> I think a lot of people that go there like uh, drugs. I think that's what it is. It's, it's the youngsters with their drugs. Or the oldsters. There's a lot of oldsters that do drugs, too. Well, then they're trying to prey on the youngsters who True. are drugs. It's like candy. I got to say, though, I do love the fact that Coachella occurs because this weekend has been awesome in Los Angeles. All the, all the assholes are out of town. So it's like you can drive places during all the day. All of them. Not, okay, <laughs> all not them. all of them. But you do see a significant difference. Like last night I was at the bar. Mm-hmm. wasn't packed with fucking idiots. I could, like, get a drink. I could sit at the bar. I actually sat at the bar at a bar Amazing. in Hollywood. It, unbelievable. It's privilege. That never happens. I, I went out during the day. I ventured out during the day, and I wasn't stuck in traffic for 45 minutes. How about the coffee shop lines? Are they shorter? A little bit shorter. I mean, there's still a lot of uh, people with their screenplays standing in Those line. Those people. Waving I don't have time place. to go to Coachella. <laughs> I'm working in this treatment. Ben Stiller wants to see this on Monday. 
I'm writing it on spec. <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I don't understand how fucking Coachella can even go on right now. Isn't Blur the headliner of Coachella? Or is that one of those, did I get faked out? There's all those fake lineups. Well, no, there's, uh, actually, that, that's another thing, too. I think the lineup sucks. Um, you know what? The Stone Roses are headlining, but Blur's okay, playing. Same, same thing. Well, Blur's playing right underneath them. But then Lou Reed those, is weren't playing. Weren't those bands popular in, like, the mid-90s, early 90s? Yeah, but the Stone Roses haven't played for a long time. <laughs> but Lou Reed is, is, is billed beneath Blur and the Stone Roses. Isn't that kind of crazy? Lou fucking Reed? Yeah, he's old. I know, but I mean, it's in terms of rock and roll, you know, being a rock and roll icon, it's like an iconic band. Yeah. Rock and roll is a game of the young, though. I mean, the Rolling yeah. Stones are touring again, for God's sakes. Look who's playing on, uh, who's headlining Sunday, uh, April 14th, or this today and, uh, and uh, next weekend, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Who wants to see that? Nobody. Although uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, do I do like some slap cool. bass. Nick Cave. And then uh, what, what about this band um, headlined uh, last night, Phoenix? I don't know them. Are they a new up-and-comer? Yeah, they're like these young French hipsters. Like, I need Sounds to see like them prance about on stage. Don't sure need to the, see I'm that. I'm sure the young ladies are into it. That's what you go for. Yeah, probably. They're, but they, they have a uh, higher billing than uh, New Order. New Order. <laughs> new Order. Ah, you know, the whole thing makes me angry because right <laughs> I'm, now... I'm getting angry right now with you. Well, I'm getting angry because right now, you know, we're on the... the, the border like the precipice of a fucking nuclear war you know all eyes should be on young young these kids are (laughs) screwing around with their rock and roll they're screwing around with their rock and roll living their devil may care lifestyles doing their drugs listening to their music dancing around like stupid hippies on drugs I know. They should be getting drafted into the Air Force. But meanwhile, we should be building, you know, especially if you live in like Austin, Texas or areas of California, we should be building bomb shelters because there's a madman in North Korea who might be able to make a missile that could actually feasibly go a mile or two. Why does he want to bomb Austin, (laughs) Texas again? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There is a reason. There's some like nuclear defense uh, bunker there or something. I think he's got his festivals confused. I think he was trying to bomb South by Southwest. But let oh, yeah. Kim Jong-un, let South by Southwest happen. That's fine. Just go after Coachella. We don't need Ugh, that one. I hate that movie Slacker. Make no sense. No plot line at all. I bomb. Aren't you loving this uh, nuclear showdown, this saber rattling that's going on right now over there? Yes. Ah, I, I, I'm Not so... only is he a short man <laughs> with short man uh, insecurity problems, he's also a fat man. Short fat man. <laughs> he's just a short fat megalomaniac. His wife you know? is hot though. Everybody keeps saying like, "Oh, Kim Jong Un needs to get laid," but he has like a state sponsored wife. I'm sure she bones him. Dude, he could have any woman over there. I mean, couldn't yeah. he just go to a work camp? Be like, "She's hot. She's hot. She's hot. You need to service me now." I think they fly in foreign prostitutes too. Yeah, I'm sure, and they, they and they give him uh, don't, don't they give him gifts of like brandy or something? Is that what he drinks? Well, you might be getting confused. His father confused. Or scotch. I'm sure he has a favorite drink. Yeah, he he likes the NBA. He likes basketball. Dennis Rodman was over there, <laughs> but 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 this is fascinating to me because you know in, in terms of like this diplomatic quandary we have going on right now, it's like you have this 30 year old madman who they say the Pentagon says has nuclear capability. And he's threatening to bomb South Korea and bomb Japan and maybe bomb Austin, Texas. 
and we're not really doing anything about it. Just ignore it. Just ignore him, honey. <laughs> He'll go away. It's like just, when you're, just when you're with go. your wife and there's like, you know, you're driving and there's road rage and some like young, like juiced up uh, <laughs> Delta resident with like nuts on his truck, on his lifted truck. <laughs> and he perceives that you cut him off. So he's screaming at you at the window. Flipping you you're, off. You know, you're just middle-aged dad. And your wife's like, just honey, don't, don't look, at, look him. at him. Roll the window up. Just He'll go ignore away. him. He'll get bored. <laughs> Just let it run its course. That's what we're doing. But if you think about it, though, in terms of sick and wrong countries, what's a what's a more sick? They're like the equivalent of Florida to the states. I mean, they're Florida, just yeah. They're they are a whacked country. I mean, there's there's no reason North Korea should even exist. They're almost yeah. I mean, I I, I would say they're more backwards than. I mean, what, who's in the running? <laughs> Random African countries where well, there's, there's like Sudan going on. There, I mean, stuff. there's like yeah. Sudan. Then, then, and you then could, there's some of the weird Middle Eastern ones. Yeah, like, like Afghanistan, Afghanistan and, and stuff like that. But this is worse. I mean, they actually have right now there are concentration camps. There are work camps in North Korea where people are starving to death and being forced yeah. to like labor to death for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Concentration camps pretty much put you to the top. The other thing that puts you to the top is that like South Korea is like a thriving industrial, you know – Great place to live. Samsung is right. a Korean-based company. Right. So, you know, when you talk about Sudan, you can say, like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but it's in a fucked up region. <laughs> Maybe the yeah, same thing yeah, can yeah. be said about it's Afghanistan. Region. Or Somalia or something. Right. But North Korea, you're like, well, those guys are doing fine. Your neighbor, what's your problem? You're also bordering China, which is <laughs> an industrial powerhouse. China, China's a little bit fucked up, but in a different way. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a different way. But, I mean, it's also an extremely wealthy country. It's just th- this regime in North Korea needs to be dismantled and it's just like a, a genital wart in obama's dick and he doesn't know what to do about it <laughs> i don't know what to do i i'm embarrassed to go to the doctor <laughs> folks 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 i folks, got this I, genital wart and uh, I, I don't i don't mind showing you but i'm embarrassed to show my doctor he's gonna ask me what my practices are well i love how we 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 you know everybody kind of takes it as a joke or they have been because you know every few months kim jong-un or Kim Jong-il or whatever has to saber rattle and say, oh, no, we're going to blow up uh, South Korea. We have nuclear capabilities. Never kind of takes it as a joke. But now it seems like people are actually seriously concerned. And then they release that uh, that the uh, Pentagon report where they're like, oh, yeah, okay, they do have the capability to put a nuclear warhead on a missile. And and then people are saying this is like the like this is the equivalent analogous to running a super bowl ad for their weapons program mm-hmm. because i mean in terms of like you know you have a countries like iran looking at north korea being like okay maybe they do actually have some decent weapons here you know right. and, and and so we're we're just kind of sitting by letting this happen but what's interesting to me about it is how for a country that's pretty much destitute they export nothing i mean i guess they have weapons technology how are they getting the money like, where's the, the 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 money coming from to build these weapons, this arsenal? I don't know. To do this no weapons idea. research. Well, you know, I was looking at. Do they at, do like black market weapon sales? But then you know, it seems like you're buying weapons with the money. Not the net is purchasing weapons, not selling them. But they have no other domestic products. Uh, they, yeah. they export nothing. <laughs> I don't know what they. I don't know what they. You know, 
What was you know, interesting? I, I have a T-shirt that I bought off of their Cafe Press store, but you know that was like twenty-five bucks. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they're, and I don't see a lot of people wearing that T-shirt. It's pretty low-quality fabric. <laughs> I don't think they're running AdamandEve.com ads. No, you know uh, they don't have a podcast at all. There's really. no There is no Kim jo- DPRK podcast that I Which know. Which, if of. you wanted to consult, you know, we could get him set up with a podcast. It's very low overhead business. No, they, they do have a chief export um, that that they're that they they thrive on that that they uh, currently uh, it's a it's a black market drug known as Bingdu. You ever heard of Bingdu? Bingdu. It sounds like a Muppet. It does kind of sound like a Muppet. It's the primary export of uh, North Korea. Bingdu is uh, what the uh, is the North Korean term for meth. Crystal meth. Crystal meth. Apparently. Uh, North Korea is one of the primary suppliers of meth in that region of the world. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm talking millions of dollars of meth that goes over the border from North Korea to China to Russia uh, to areas of the Middle East. Hmm. They used to export... It's good uh, business for them. Well, they used to export heroin because uh, they would grow poppy, but now uh, I guess they can't grow anything on that soil. I, just, I, I don't even know if, if, if they even have any crops of any kind. Hmm. So I mean, pretty... they must be growing something like yams. I mean, because the people aren't all rice. dead. They're they just probably starving. have rice. Right. But uh, their primary export is a ubiquitous drug called Bingdu, which is uh, methamphetamine. And uh, now they just have a bunch of trailer parks <laughs> converted to meth factories as they do in California? Or is this like a bigger operation? I think it's – you know, personally, I think it's a governmental operation. I think they have government factories, kind of like in Breaking Bad, like when they had that laundry facility with the, the meth factory in the beneath right. it. I think they just have a big factory with a bunch of children making meth all day. Is this like when the U.S. government invented crack cocaine to drop into the uh, <laughs> urban black communities? Well, that actually really happened. I don't think uh, – <laughs> The the only the only reason they have this insight about North Korea's burgeoning meth trade is from the defectors. So all the people that actually do manage to make it out of that country uh, and make it to South Korea, they've been talking about how uh, how much of an epidemic meth is, meth usage is in North Korea. They say that women uh, who are heavily burdened by uh, working uh, lean lean on the drug to counter the mental and physical stress. Students who fail to partake in using meth are rendered as outsiders. Because everyone uses meth. <laughs> and uh, someone looking to uh, bribe an official, government official, or a police officer, or an army, um, a guy in the army, uh, they, they use meth. It's Meth is like currency there. Hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. And I, mean, I guess it's like... The Usually t- authoritarian regimes and stuff, they are very anti any kind of drug, right? I would have thought. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you know, that's what's, what's interesting about it is like North Korea I mean, is communist. And they have like a like a rigid Stalinist political system. And you'd think that they would uh, crack down on any kind of drug usage. I heard that they regulated what kind of hair. There's like six official hairstyles that people can have. Maybe six for male and six for female. What the Pete Rose, the Mo. <laughs> I don't know what they name them over there. They probably don't know who Pete Rose is, so that would make no sense. Ooh, who, who are the Pete Rose? I guess I'll take it that one. You know, your accent is so offensive. <laughs> Dude, if, if we're not going to get bombed you know, before, we're definitely going to get bombed now after they listen to that. 
There's no way Kim Jong-un can find out where I live. I have such a good cover internet identity. <laughs> who, who was it? Andy, who was it? Andy Rooney that used to do that? <laughs> I don't know. What did he do what? The 1950s comedian that used to like, you know, used to have the buck teeth and like do the uh, Asian impression. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> very offensive wackerly. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I'm just saying, you know, they would have an accent if they were speaking in English and I was trying to replicate it. The same way I would replicate, you know, a person from the South speaking. Or a Jew. Anti-Semite. Jew. Um, so wait, you were saying that they all have to have three kinds of haircuts. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's serious. If you're an unmarried woman, you're allowed to have your hair get a little bit longer. But once you're married, then you have to have this very short haircut. But, you know, if they're controlling what kind of haircuts people get, you'd think they would be controlling what drugs they're allowed to take. And I would think that they would say none would be the amount that you're allowed to take. Or drugs. Maybe they don't see it as a drug, though. Well, I think what they see it as is as a commodity because uh, they seem to be taking a rather laissez-faire attitude towards it. And they're not cracking down the drug trade. And nor is China, which makes me think that... Uh, you know, I, I think there's criminal gangs that are dealing with it, but I think there must be some kind of collaboration mm-hmm. with the governments on both sides because people are making a lot of money off of this. So you I mean, got to be you, making money somehow, right? Well, I mean, the problem is getting worse, but uh, they say that the elite in both countries are paid off well enough to turn a blind eye to the problem. So I think there's a, you know, I think there's a there's a lot of money that's going going on, and they just refuse to see it as an epidemic. <laughs> who would who would have thought that you could support your entire country on the back of toothless meth heads? <laughs> <laughs> well, they say you know what the defectors have said that half of the population in North Korea are using meth or using Bingdu. It's taken as a replacement for medicine. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, it makes you very healthy. Of well, the crackheads I've known, they, they sorry they, meth heads. I mean, they can't even afford food, so they, they just use drugs. I mean, you can use meth, and you, and you won't need to eat for a couple of days. Right. That works until you actually die, <laughs> which can happen quickly if you just don't eat at all. But they're going to die anyway because they have True. no food, so they're starving. But they, yeah. gotta, they have to live long enough to reproduce. Yeah. Or else well, the country will implode from you know just lack of replenishment of old people. They say uh, they spend it. They spend all what little money they do have. They spend it on drugs rather than food. And there's two classes of uh, Bingdu. There's class A, which is a little bit more expensive, which costs about the price of twenty kilograms of rice. Uh, twenty twenty kilos of rice is class A Bingdu, but class B Bingdu is not as pure and is about half the amount. And uh, that's what most of the students use. <laughs> I would use the classy stuff if it were, if I were over there, because I'm that type. I'm a type that type. Of per- I mean, I I appreciate you know the finer things. You just spend a little bit more money, get the yeah. uh, the blue meth. I would have a special mething jacket, you know, that's like <laughs> red velvet. Mm. <laughs> oh, quite. This is quite good. Class A. Yes. They say drugs are becoming totally mainstream now, and they're more widely available than food. And in North Korea, they use drugs, Bingdu, as bribes to get into the university. Could you imagine if that's what it took to get into the <laughs> University of Michigan? I would have no student loans right now. I was going to say, we should recommend all of our you know, high school age 
<laughs> our high school age listeners, when you go to your uh, college interview, you know, induction interview, or do they do that? I didn't do that, but some no, we, we had an orientation. Better, better school, better schools have to do that. Like we to go to Harvard, but to go to Harvard, you have to get interviewed by like three alumnuses. I heard. Oh, I didn't know that. So you should get some meth and offer the person some meth. <laughs> See if that works for you. I just think it'd be funny to go to all yeah. these Ivy League schools and be like, right. yeah, okay, my grades weren't that good, but uh, if you tried this shit, this is from Class A fucking Bingdo. It's on me. It's on me. Just take it. You know? Well, I don't know what to do. Well, you could smoke it, snort it, <laughs> inject it, whatever. I'll help you if you want. Uh, between students ages 14 to 18... Bingdo usage is so bad that if you don't do it, you're branded a loser. <laughs> yeah. They say that uh, 60% of young people age 16 to 30 are taking Bingdo. So it's, it's basically a country, a very impoverished nation of meth heads. Mm-hmm. What, what I, use I, I'm North interested Korea? by the fact that, that in high school, there's in, even in North Korea, there are cliques. <laughs> <laughs> like the coolest, starved... North Korean high school guy. What's I guess they probably play lacrosse. I doubt they play football. Right? Do you think they play any sports other than just? Oh use yeah, yeah. Math? They love they love sports. Have you you've seen those things where like you know for the glorious honor of the leader they'll have oh, like they the entire races. stadium with yeah. like the you know all the gymnastics and stuff. Soccer. Soccer. Yeah, they do soccer. Basketball. Do they do Kim Jong Un loves loves basketball. Yeah, he loves basketball. Didn't you see when Rodman was over there? There was photos of them watching some North Korean basketball games. So, do you think all the players are golf? Meth? Kim Jong Il was very into golf. Remember, he got like eighteen holes in one one time on a round. Do you? I mean, do you think Sorry. that uh, all the players are on meth? Well, you just said that the pot, like to be popular, somebody, everybody's on meth. You have to do meth to be popular. So, I would think that the the star, the sports stars of you know, the North Korean <laughs> Pyongyang high. They're the cool guys, so they're probably doing meth. It doesn't seem... I mean, I kind of agree with what you said earlier. I mean, maybe there's just not as much of a stigma towards meth as it is here. Like, here we're just like, okay, that guy's a toothless drug addict. Um, yeah, what if, what, if he just went in, what if you just went into your office and next to the coffee machine there was, like, a, a bunch of meth? Yeah, and then, like, that's the thing. It's just like, oh, I got a big day today. I don't think the coffee's going to cut it. And then you just spoon some meth into your nose, and your boss is right there. He's like, oh, yeah, me too. I'm gonna, I'm on my second rail. <laughs> I normally only do one, but today is a two rail day. I um, mean, you know, the governments are claiming they're cracking down the drug trade at their borders, but the problem is definitely getting worse. I think people are making money off of this human tragedy, and I think they're funding their nuclear research from uh, illicit drug trade. Bingo. Research. So it makes you wonder, yeah. though, but it makes you wonder, like, so now we have a tyrannical megalomaniac who's addicted to methamphetamines with nuclear capabilities in North Korea in power. Mm-hmm. And we're not doing anything about it. He definitely gets the class A stuff. He's the boss. Dude, he's probably he's 30 years old, so he's probably high out of his fucking mind. <laughs> he's really? got he's got nuclear weapons at his disposal. He is the definition of a baller. Yeah, and he's like, and he's a total tweaker. You know what <laughs> we need? Baller. I mean, what do you think? What would you do if you were Obama? What would I do if I was Obama? <laughs> About this or in general? <laughs> in general. I mean, okay, this is like, a, this is a cataclysmic situation. You have a tweaker with a lot of power, a megalomaniac tweaker. 
I don't know. We just had a really bad experience in Iraq over the past 10 years, right? 20, 10 or is it 20 now? <laughs> who's, no, who's like counting? 10 years. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, that's very, uh, you know, you got to be. And now we're still in Iraq. We're in Afghanistan. Now what, we're going to send more troops or, or bom- I guess the Air Force is easy. You can just drop. They, they did fly some uh, bombers and stealth fighters and stealth bombers over the country a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week. Okay, well, what would happen if uh, he did launch a missile and it hit, like, I don't know, San Luis Obispo or something? Or I'm Carmel. going camping there this weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it yet. But I'm just Wait saying, two let, weeks. okay, let's say it, it, it was aimed for Austin, Texas, but it ended up hitting Dallas. Oh, if they, if they launch an actual nuclear missile at us and it hits us or lands in the ocean, but it was clearly supposed to come to us, yeah, then, then you're full-on offensive. Do so you think we should just completely obliterate that nation? Well, you know, the capital. <laughs> it's a big country. But yeah, bomb the shit out of Pyongyang and be like, oh. You don't even have to nuclear bomb them. I mean, everybody's like, we'll nuke them back. Just do full-on just Dresden firebomb them. And just, yeah, just completely just... Be like, oh, how do you like that? Because you can't... I mean, you can't drop like a big Hiroshima-style bomb. Because then there'll be fallout on North, South, Korea, South Korea, Japan, and they'll be. And China would never China allow would be that. Kind I mean, of not not happy about it. China's China's going to be fucking pissed if they if they bomb us. Oh well, yeah, we, we buy we buy all of China's products. No, I mean it's that's in like China's some, best that's interest. Like, yeah, that's like if a, a competing podcast like tried to murder all the sick and wrong fans, like we would go to town on that. I, we I would I would have a very stern. Sternly worded uh, tirade if another podcast tried to kill all our fans. What if we give them some of our meth? <laughs> like it's meth- probably not as good. Yeah, but- like, this, this meth is terrible. This is not class A, not class B, class C. Dude, some of the meth we make in Reno and Arizona, I'm sure, is on par with the meth made by middle schoolers in Pyongyang. <laughs> right, but they're <laughs> under the whip. So, yeah, but yeah, we could get the really high quality stuff. And just send in some like really decent meth that you can get in San Francisco or something, and then just be like, if you come over here, you yeah. you topple your regime, you can have some right. of this stuff. I think that might work. If there's one thing I know about meth heads, it's that they love meth. <laughs> <laughs> so, On that note, work. people, you're listening to episode 376 here, Sick and Wrong. Um, you know the way the show works. Uh, me and Wackerly discuss the most disturbing news items of the week. Every week here on the show, you can send in your articles to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, you can submit them via Facebook, through Twitter, through the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's many different avenues to get us stories. And if, you, if we do read your story and we give you credit for it, uh, you will be eligible to win. Not eligible to win, but eligible to receive a Sick and Wrong Care package. So send your stories. Great package, too. Yeah. You know, this week actually was an excellent week for Sick and Wrong News. Um, a couple of stories that, uh, a lot of people sent this in is that, that abortion doctor. Yeah. You hear about that? The house of horrors, but we did that a couple of years ago. I forgot that we did it. You had to point it out to me, but it's funny because it's in the media now because all the, uh, conservatives are pointing out that, um, that the liberal pro-choice media is purposely covering up that story because they don't want to reveal the horrors, the true horrors of abortion. But you all know the what? conservatives I follow on Twitter they won't be happy till they're like 60 news articles a day about babies being murdered. Yeah, but you know, they can fuck off because we covered that two years ago, okay? So ahead yeah, of the game. Yeah, I know. Each time they say the media is not covering it, I'm like, hello, podcast. What are we? Seriously. 
We were podcasting about that two years ago. Just because you can't be fucked to listen to the most relevant podcast out there, it's not it's, it's not everybody else's fault. It's your fault. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't turn a blind eye to to uh, sensationalist stories. Although, um, people, you should go read a, read up about it because there's some great details that are being revealed um, in the court case. But we got some good articles here this week. Uh, before we get to the first one, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story here was sent in from uh, The Undertaker. I don't think it's the professional wrestler. I was about to have an orgasm. Yeah, it's, I don't think it is. I think it's an actual Undertaker. Is it from the monster truck? No, I think it's an actual Undertaker. He oh. he really does. That's his profession. Usually they call those people morticians now, or is this guy from historical times? This guy uh, was an extra in Deadwood. Oh, and yeah. uh, that's that's really what he did. He like, just going to go pick up the corpse. Did this come by Pony Express? <laughs> I think so. Because that's another way you can submit a story. <laughs> Pony Express. Oh, the horse just shows up outside <laughs> your your studio. <laughs> oh, here's your... I got a story here for you, partner. Telegram. <laughs> Telegram for Lance <laughs> Wackerly. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker writes, Southwest parenting at its best. Though, to be honest, this is something I would have sooner expected out of Albuquerque. Turns out this story's from Phoenix, Arizona. I don't know. Is, uh, why is Albuquerque worse than Arizona? Hmm. I've never been to Albuquerque, but I've been to Phoenix, Tucson. Uh, I've been through Santa Fe, Flagstaff, a lot of drugs there. When, when did you? I've been, was, more, I've been more in Arizona than than new mexico do you remember was it your 30th birthday where you just went out by yourself rented a harley and just drove through like backwoods arizona i was riding the snake brother <laughs> <laughs> no, but i think you're trying to be like lorenzo lamas in uh, renegade i've never seen that movie but okay <laughs> just cruising on the harley just where, where did you go uh basically those places i just said <laughs> i went to tucson bisbee just town to town, kicking Down ass to the and then leaving. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't get laid. That would have been nice. But where did you see a lot? I of, killed like... some homeless people. You know, <laughs> rolled them into a canyon. Killed a homeless man. Drank to get a couple. An drank a couple milkshakes. <laughs> Back on the bike, right off into the sunset. It's fun. Did you see a lot of uh, uh, meth addicts? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh i mean the, the memorable one is i was in a gas station and it was it was it's march so it was pretty cold out still even down there even, that year was like more cold than usual even there's a lot of hail storms and, and thunderstorms that came through which kind of sucked to be on a motorcycle but whatever and i was in the gas station and this guy came in wearing like a t-shirt and short cut off shorts 
and uh, Methods always want to talk to you. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh man, it's so hot! I can't take it. It's so hot." But it's like sixty, fifty-five, or sixty degrees F out. I'm like, was he just scratching himself and full yeah. of scabs? And I was like, "No, it's not hot. <laughs> you're you're just you're completely wrong about the weather." I don't, oh, you're on drugs. Did you and give him a ride in your sidecar? No, no, <laughs> no. Did you have a sidecar? No. Oh. You would have had to get on the back and grip me about my <laughs> midsection. Lance Wackerly, transporting meth heads from town to town. No. Yeah, I think, I, you know, he was buying, like, one of those Hostess fruit pies. <laughs> good, that's good meth head food. It's so hot. And he's scratching. Well, it's a good thing you didn't run into uh, Rakesha Burns, because I don't know if you'd have approved of this type of behavior. I might have gotten laid, it sounds like. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to get laid by her. <laughs> anyway, mother accused of shoving a vibrator up her two-year-old son's ass. Oh, it's just not, not. I know. It doesn't reflect well on our sponsors. That's the thing. It's not a good. I don't think this is a recommended use for an Adam and Eve device. Like I don't really think Adam se- and Eve condones no, no, this type no, of behavior. No person under eighteen years old needs to be partaking of sex toys at all. Definitely not, and especially a two-year-old. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what what is your what is your accepted age for vi- uh, vibrator use, dildo usage? I would say, you know, you haven't you like spoken to girls about this? Like, when when did you first masturbate? I've I've had more than four girls tell me that they've stolen their mother's vibrator when they were like that is disgusting. Thirteen or fourteen. Your mom's <laughs> vibrator. Can you imagine fucking your dad's pocket pussy? Uh, but yeah, but I used, I remember, uh, well, not my dad, but I remember my, my friend had a dad that was divorced and we used to steal his penthouses. That's totally different. Well, I mean, we weren't rubbing our dicks on his penthouses, but yeah, we used, right. but I mean, it's like stealing your dad's porn. It's your mother's, not, um, no, stealing vibrator. your dad's sex toy or your mom's sex toy and then using it is really gross. I wouldn't have, I would not have used the rabbi's sex toy. It would have been disgusting. <laughs> Plus, I mean, ki- kids need need to need you know they need to go through they need to go through the ropes. They need to figure it out for themselves. You know, use your hand and then and your imagination before you even have porn. And then maybe for a girl, you know, you have your electric toothbrush, electric to- dryer, faucet under the you know the bathtub faucet. Oh, the massaging uh, shower head. Yeah. Shower head. Yeah, I mean, girls have like many different options, and guys do. Guys just, have quite a few options too. We just fuck fruit. Or, Cantaloupes. you know, you put some Vaseline in a, in a Ziploc sandwich bag and put it in the couch cushion. Let's <laughs> fuck the shit out of your couch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think when you're under when you the do, age of 13. You're not even to that stage yet. Yeah. So 21-year-old Rakesha Burns. Uh, police are saying that she shoved the vibrator so far up her two-year-old son's ass that surgery is now required to remove it. So, actually, this prompts a question. At what age did your mom stop taking your temperature rectally? I don't think my mom ever took my temperature rectally. She had to have. When I... No, I don't think so. I don't remember it. So, even when you're like an infant? I don't know. I don't remember when I... I'm not one of those people who has infant memories. I'm, I'm always suspicious of people who do, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember being an infant and playing with my mobile... Being in the crib, my blankie. Dude, Catholic priests would love you. <laughs> um, no, because I'm the type, I'll make up memories if there's a financial gain to be had. 
I kind of think I was talking to a recent parent the other day, a friend of mine, and he was saying that they don't take rectal, they don't take temperatures rectally anymore. Surface. Yeah. Well, they they have like something you can take it in your ear. There's other ways. There's a thing you can just put on their forehead. Yeah. There's other ways. And to me, that's bullshit. That, Why? That's just you, you really like to be sticking things up. No, but it's balls. unfair. Like I mean, we had to we had to deal with this. We had to deal with you know a thermometer, cold thermometer being just shoved in our buttholes when we were kids. And Do, are you one of those people who, who remembers this happening? I well, my mom stopped doing it when I was like seven. But I'm I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, seventeen on when I'd ask her to do it. Mom, I'm sick again. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, get the thermometer. <laughs> It's like as big around as a fucking like broom <laughs> handle. But I'm just saying, it's like I feel like the reason you have these twenty somethings that don't have jobs and they move back home after they get out of college, I think it has something to do with not having a thermometer shoved up their ass when they're three. Right. It sets you down the right, the correct path in life. Well, just learn. You know, you learn to live. You learn to live through like difficult experiences. And get moved beyond it rather than, I need therapy. Right. Pussies. Yeah. Life's rough. And you're going to get shit shoved in your ass once in a while. <laughs> you just got to keep going, not complain. But I do admit it's egregious to shove a vibrator so far up your two-year-old son's ass that you have to use surgery to remove it. That, that's a, a bit above and beyond. Uh, good well, taste. I mean, elaborate on what happened here. Okay. So, um... The mother, Rakesha Burns, called police on Sunday to report that she was at a park with her son. And while she was looking at a text message for about 10 seconds, a 12-year-old boy that she didn't know did something to her son, causing him to bleed from his anus. (laughs) They were at the park? Yeah. Playground? Yeah. And they were at a playground, and a 12-year-old boy, um, she said possibly Hispanic, did something to their boy, causing him to bleed from his anus. <laughs> but I take it this has all been proven to be a hoax. Well, I think it's you a started very... you started off the story saying that she did it. Well, they they found out later on this was a hoax, but it's a very spurious uh, alibi anyway. But what, but she brings up an interesting point though. So she's black, Rakesha Burns, and really? yet she's blaming a twelve-year-old Hispanic. But so white people blame black people when there's a crime. Right, if you um, if you like crash your car, you know, and you're a high school kid, you, you say that's like some black person ran you off the road, or or, or if you lose your if you lose your your big expensive iPod that your dad bought you because you begged him for like months and months, and he didn't want to buy it for you, but he broke down and bought it for you, and then you lose it, <laughs> like you actually drop it in the toilet or something, or you say that black kids stole it from you, or if your wife is pregnant and you pull over on the side of the road, just you know, beat her to death. You say that like some black guy like him and black. That happens once in a while. Yeah, you know, it's 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 just it's easy to blame something on the black guy, but that's what we do. But mm. then it seems like black people, what's their recourse? They blame a Latino. They blame Latinos. But then who do Latinos blame? Native Americans. I think we you know how like there's that term Godwin's Law? When you say what, what is that? When when you start arguing about the the Holocaust, the argument is over if somebody compares somebody else to Hitler, or yeah, by by association, the Holocaust or Nazi. If you call somebody a Nazi, I think we should co- coin the term Duke's Law, based after based on David Duke, the Ku Klux Klan congressional can Wasn't he like a, a, a Louisiana state representative, like a Republican? Yeah, he's going to try and run for president 
two, three or four or five cycles ago. But yeah, he, he'd actually been like a grand wizard in the Klu- in the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> I mean, wearing the pillowcase. Yeah, and everybody knew it. Like he didn't change his name or anything, and he thought he was going to be elected to like a major federal office. And people, what did did it, people must have asked him about it? And I guess he just said that like, well, that was in my past, and I'm not, I don't have that job anymore. But you know, he, I don't think he ever even claimed that he was embarrassed by it that time in his life. He just thought that, like, you know, I'll just be the the white separatist candidate and see if I can get enough votes. But, I mean, did he bring it up? Did he try to justify it, rationalize it? I don't think he brought it up and rationalized it. But, I, like I said, I think when people did, obviously, reporters and interviewers are going to bring it up. I, I just think he would say, you know... That was his past, but not not that he was embarrassed by it or that he'd have a revelation and, you know, renounced that. Time but David Duke, a former grand wizard in the KKK, ran for president in 88 and ran for president in 92. 88 is a Democrat and Republican in 92. Oh, I didn't know he switched parties. I guess I always thought he was Republican. Well, I think he was just trying whoever would fucking be insane enough to elect him. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't just run for the KKK party, but he received votes. People voted for him. Well, come on. <laughs> Nobody's saying that there's no hardcore racists in this country, and obviously they would love to vote for that guy, but it had to be a very insignificant number of people. Well, I think he's probably the most prominent racist uh, politician. He would love this show, I'm ever. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, oh, I just I had to call in. Uh, you guys were talking about which races blame which other races. <laughs> <laughs> when shit goes sideways, oh well. I know, here's my. I got my chart. I emailed it to you, and he would like have, you know, the, the you got it wrong when you said that black people blame Latinos. They actually blame the Hmong. <laughs> Hmongs blame Latinos. Oh, who did Jews? Know. I don't even know if that's what it sounds like. <laughs> who did Jews blame? I guess Jews are white, so they would blame black. Jews people. blame everybody. Yeah, Jews just uh, blame everyone. Everybody's against us. So persecuted. <laughs> But so according to Duke's Boy. law, uh, a white person would blame a black person. A black person would blame a Mexican. A Mexican would blame a Native American. Who do Asian people blame? A- Asian people have their own pecking order amongst themselves. Oh, so like the like, Japanese. Like Japanese people look down on Chinese and Koreans. Uh, and I assume it goes on from there. Like, you know, Koreans probably look down on Vietnamese and... Like, they all hate the Cambodians. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, where where I'm are the Filipinos in this mix? It's not looking good. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I buy into any of this. I'm just saying, there. I think most Asian people, even if they don't buy into it, they realize, like, that their great-grandma had this, like, ranking system of who is better than who everybody else. So... Uh, Rakesha Burns here was exercising Duke's law when she blamed the 12-year-old Hispanic boy for shoving something up her son's ass. But when she brought the kid to the hospital, doctors found the boy had numerous bruises around his anus, a hanger-type bruise on his hip, and another bruise on his neck. Do the doctors there see a lot of hanger-type bruises in that neighborhood? Well, they I'm, I'm, I suspect there must be a lot of back-alley abortions. True. Um... Doctors found that someone had shoved a vibrator or some other sex toy up the boy's rectum. It was so far up the kid's rectum that he would have to have surgery to get it out. And oh, it, it was still in there. Yeah, it was still in there. And it was like, you know, like pushed all the way in there. And it makes me wonder, vibrators are kind of big. I mean, a rabbit's 
on a small vibrator. This couldn't have been a vibrator like that. Well, what's you think of a two year old boy's body. <laughs> you can't like even a standard size vibrator. You couldn't get it all the way in there to the point where you like couldn't see it externally. It had to be like one of those little uh, like bean type vibrators, like the little know? vibrating egg thing. Or the something. egg thing, yeah, with the cord. Although <laughs> it must not have a cord because they could have just pulled it out with the cord. So the bruises around the boy's anus appear to have been caused when uh, someone used a hanger or something similar to try and pry the vibrator out of the kid's rectum. Just think if you ha- if you're that kid and you like have presence of mind enough to reflect on your life. <laughs> This has got to be a low point. Holy (laughs) fuck. What happened today? Well, I got up. I had some milk and Captain Crunch. Watched Dora the Explorer. Then my mom shoved a vibrator in my ass so far that it got wedged in there. And right now, she's trying to pry the vibrator out of my ass with a coat hanger. Yeah, this would be a memory that would be repressed. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about in the that moment. Just <laughs> although you know, you know reflecting. What? I gotta say, my father would be enraged to hear this because this is not the proper way to use a shit hanger. No, <laughs> <laughs> he would be so angry. Children are sacred amongst the rabbi. Of well, you the world. don't use a shit hanger to shove up your kid's ass. Shit hangers are also sacred. <laughs> <laughs> you need a completely separate hanger. <laughs> This is a it's completely like, like, different type of hanger. It's not a kosher use of the shit hanger. <laughs> um, the mother said that the mysterious Hispanic boy at the park must have shoved the vibrator up her son's ass in the 10 seconds that she was texting, even though she, quote unquote, believes that this is her vibrator. So many holes <laughs> in this still, story. She's still denying that she did it. Yeah, yeah. There's so many holes in the story. So, um... Doctor saw she through might it. Actually, be like not all there. It sounds like. Well, she might yeah. have a mental problem. I think there's definitely a mental deficiency here. Uh, police also saw through the story. They found blood on the boy on boy the boy's blood on the mother's shirt, and they uh, consequently arrested her and charged her with sexual conduct with a minor and child abuse. Uh, they didn't say was whether she, or not was she trying to punish the kid, or was she saying like, oh, I think this guy might. I think my little guy might be in for a little ass play. You might enjoy that. <laughs> See if he likes it or not. They don't say if they got the vibrator out of the kid's ass. Well, they didn't say he, the kid died. They had to get it out at some point. I, mean, I guess they must use surgery, but... Or is it like one of those guy, old like World War II vets who's like, I still got a bullet in my head. <laughs> from one, one of the Japs shot me. The you... doctor just left it in there. I'm all, that always <laughs> amuses me. Wound. Yeah, it always amuses me when some old person says they like still have like a you know some like weapon inside their body. Because I was like, why didn't they take it out? <laughs> oh, I would have died if they if they remove it. I'll die. Maybe that's what this kid's like. The doctor's just like you can just, just have to live with that vibrator in there because if we remove it, you probably die. And so he'll just be a college like kid trying to get, go on a date. Ass. Oh, I should probably tell you something. Um. I do have a vibrator lodged in my colon that I, I've had since I was two years old. I just I thought you should probably know before we start dating. So do you think this kid, though, he's obviously going to be – his mother's going to go to prison, and they're going to take him away. He's going to be put in the system, maybe foster adopted, care. foster care or something. Do you think years later he's like, so what happened to my real mom? Do you think they're going to actually tell him why he was taken away from his real mother? Would you want to know? Hmm. 
won't you just be able to look it up in the news archives on the internets? God, could you imagine that day when you're like, what, 14? <laughs> and you're just like Googling your mother's name and it's just like, she shoved a what up my ass? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> yeah. It'd be terrible. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Uh, this is a this is a story from the South, Tennessee. God, um, two stories from the South, Southwest and Southeast. Southeast, <laughs> isn't it weird that the country is all that shape? <laughs> it was sent in by John. No other uh, message. Uh, there's a mayor of <laughs> Mount Carmel, which is in Tennessee. His name's Mayor Vice Mayor. Sorry, Vice Mayor William Blakely. And he's What's in a little a bit of trouble. Mayor? What's like a v- vice president? I even Joe, they... Bi- Joe Biden of this town. Yeah, but I mean, you have a small town. Do you really need a vice mayor? You have a mayor. No, no, you don't need him. <laughs> this is like a, you know, patronage. He's self-appointed. Job. Yeah. And I don't know why you would you would appoint this guy. I don't think he's self-appointed. He seems like a, he's there in an official capacity. Uh, and I don't know why. Somebody must have voted for him or, or you know, a... a Another elected official appointed him to this job, um, and he has some. He has a couple of habits that are getting him into trouble. <laughs> um, it involves his car. Was he? Was he a smoker? <laughs> no. In Tennessee, are you kidding me? You can't get elected unless you are a smoker. Does he eat a lot of fast food? Uh, same response. <laughs> Do you ever get bored when you have to? Because you you draw when you come to uh, from L.A. to San Francisco, you often drive. I've noticed you don't fly. Well, you, I fly. You, you if like I, to be on the open highway in your Prius. Well, I, I'll fly if I know in advance if my work needs me to come up there because I can book mm-hmm. a ticket for like it's like mm-hmm. fifty bucks each way. But if they don't tell you, last minute like, ticket is expensive. yeah, last minute tickets are like one hundred eighty bucks. I'll just drive. So you drive. Do you ever get bored because you're on, you know, highway, interstate five, and it's just straight and boring, and there's no scenery, ba- barely? Well, I'm all hopped up on the Bingdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that just makes it seem like it goes on and on forever, right? Even longer, because you're high on meth and just thinking a million miles a second. But yet, in reality, you've only gone like five miles. It is the most boring drive, though. I mean... Okay. Follow-up question. When you're driving and you're bored, you ever see... An attractive lady in another car. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that's great when you. But do it's that. All, it's kind of um, what's the word? It's like bittersweet. It's like wow, she looks really cute, and I'll never ever talk to her or know her name or have a conversation about you know I don't well, know potpourri. <laughs> what, what about when you're in traffic though, and you kind of car flirt because you're in traffic, you're sitting there, and then there's like someone attractive girl right next to you in a car next to you, and you're both you know stationary. You just wait, look wait, at her. Is this car flirting? Is that a thing that you do? You kind of, you know, keep glancing over like, oh, that chick's kind of hot. And then she glances over at you. Right. And, and you, she's dialing 911 on her phone because <laughs> you're creeping Because I'm out. making the, the blowjob motion. <laughs> oh, you might get along with Ma- Vice Mayor William Blakely. This is what William Blakely does in his car when he's driving. And, and, and get remember, this is not a large town. <laughs> But he's driving around town through the highways in and around the county city of Mount Carmel. Um, he's a former vice mayor, actually, but who cares? 
And so he'll see a, a, a young a young lady, maybe not so young. Apparently he's done this to women from the ages of uh, 16 to 65. Wow. That's quite a range. 16 may be uh, legal age in Tennessee. I'm not sure. He What he does is he drives up beside this lady. He starts honking and sometimes partially crossing over into their lane. <laughs> it's very dangerous. This is very dangerous. How about this? Waving, grabbing your shirt, and then you kind of pull it up. So wait, he's exposing his man breasts. No. Here's what he's doing. He's miming what he wants them to do. Oh. Kind of. So okay, like, okay. Eh? So, so eh? he's like, you, grab you know. Your shirt, you're like, eh? How about a little of this? You grab your shirt and pull it up a little bit, <laughs> hoping that she will do it. Uh, after the waving. Is that illegal? Tur- <laughs> I don't know. It's a gray area. You know, I had a friend I remember in uh, high school. Um, I'm not going to mention any names because high school people that I went to high school with still listen to the show. But I remember when we'd pull up to a stoplight and if there was a hot chick, even like we were in high school age mm-hmm. and you know, you'd see like a mom that was like in her forties and she was hot. He would put his hands as if he's like cupping breasts and then mouth the words, nice rack, but like really, and just like say it. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of stare at the woman and I always wondered like, is that harassment? Huh. Yeah, it is. It's harassing behavior. But I mean, he wasn't. Telling... I believe if you, I believe you called the cops, they would, they would be annoyed that you were, you were pushing the issue. But he wasn't like woman. trying to get her to show her. But he was just complimenting by doing the gesture of nice rack. <laughs> it's just a compliment. Yeah, I mean, I, this Can guy. I, I'm going to do that tomorrow at work to some of the women I work with. <laughs> just mouth it, Maybe my boss. Just mouth it to your boss. Just nice I'll just mouth rack. it. I was just mouthing it. It's better if you just mouth it. <laughs> It's more subtle, and it's a personal thing. Nobody else can hear you. I'm just wondering where it does cross the line, though. It sounds like he that this guy, what's his name, Wakely? William Blakely. Blakely. Blakely sounds like he's crossing the line here. Not William Blake. <laughs> the famous English <laughs> writer guy, right? Red Dragon. <laughs> Who's the? I, I'm thinking of the guy, the more classical dude who you would like learn about in a college English. English literature course. Didn't William Blake write that? Uh, the wasn't the wasn't he the guy who inspired the Red Dragon? Oh right, who's the guy who wrote the Red Dragon book though? Oh, uh, I forget the guy's name. The guy that wrote Signs of the Lambs. Who cares? Right? Yeah, that's we're talking about the same William Blake, but this is William Blake Lee. Oh, he, okay. uh, after he was waving, he would it turned into a lot of beeping, him grabbing his chest area like you just described, and ask and asking. This is a quote, but I'm trying to read it as a description, so I'm fucking it up. Uh, but this quote says, and asking me, going, please, please, clasping his hands together and saying, may I show me yours? This is kind of some Southern talking that doesn't make a lot of sense grammatically, but you know you know what he's getting at. Yeah, he, want, he wants her to show, his, show her tits. This is the best part, and you might want to use this technique in the future. He would take his hand, wetting his mouth, and masturbating. <laughs> He would wet his that. mouth. I don't know how you do that, but it sounds disgusting. Yeah, it just sounds so gross. I, I just don't understand what he was doing here. They don't give this guy's age ever in this article, which I, I want to know if he's like 65 or if he's 25 or if he's 35. He's probably our a, age. You think so? Yeah. He just, for his whole life, he's just always been doing this. He's a drive around, terrorize women on the road. I mean, he's an exhibitionist, obviously. Oh, yeah. 
moving on. <laughs> this you might not want to do because this seems to take a high level of skill. I think he's over crossed 90, the line. This is one of the women uh, that was harassed that is actually testifying in court. She says, at over 90 miles per hour, he had his penis out the window. He was <laughs> masturbating, and that's when it got really, really bad. I wouldn't look over anymore, and I wrote his tag number down on my hand, which I believe he noticed, and he exited very quickly off the highway, I assume. Why wouldn't she just slow down? I mean, how fast was she going? Was, she, was this <laughs> she like a chase? Going, she was probably trying to get away. 90 miles an hour. High-speed car chase with his dick out of the window. How is that even, logistically, how is that possible? I don't know. I need to know what kind of car he has. There's a lot of issues. But I think cruise control is involved. I think there's variables, too, like the size of his cock. <laughs> the I think that's a factor. The length. Because yeah, if you could just be sitting down and, like, hanging out the window like a hose. Only a few I, people. I, w- I wouldn't be able to do that. John Holmes could do that. Ron Jeremy could do that. I would have to be, like, leaned up on one foot. Like, with my whole crotch sort of pressed to the window area to make it apparent that my cock is hanging out the side of the car. You know, if he was going five miles an hour, I wouldn't be Uh, as impressed. But 90 miles an hour, careening down the highway with his cock out the window masturbating while chasing, while pursuing another, a woman in in another vehicle. I got to admit, I'm impressed. Like, this guy is, is beyond car flirting. He's a car rapist. I mean, he's like the evil Knievel of car flirting. It's amazing. I just, I mean, God, you should get an award. I'd elect him vice mayor again. We should clarify one thing, though. This is the woman's account that was being harassed, uh, that he was doing this. And if your cock is out and you're harassing a woman, she's going to perceive any motion of your hand near your cock as you masturbating, even if you're not really masturbating. Oh, there you go. Blaming the victim. I'm not blaming. I'm just clarifying the fact that <laughs> if you're harassing a woman and your cock is out, like even if you just have your cock down there because you're like readjusting and sort of positioning it for better viewing, she's going to tell the cops that you're beating off. Yeah, but he's got his dick out the window. I'm just saying they, she says that he was <laughs> masturbating, but I don't necessarily believe that. I, I think he was going. This is probably a prelude to masturbation. I mean, he's got his dick. Well, why would he have his dick out? He's flashing her, but this just is the one thing that I don't. I don't think he was actually jacking himself off to completion (laughs) while he was going ninety miles an hour down the road. I mean, that's impossible. I don't know. I mean, I think if anyone could do it, this guy Blakely could do this. Cock is in out in the airstream at highway speeds. You think you'd ever be actually be able to masturbate yourself enough that you could actually come? I mean, maybe this guy was so excited that, you know how, like, uh, you know... Maybe he had a lot of Bingdu. <laughs> that would take a lot of Bingdu to do this. Capabilities. So what's he charged with? Well, this has been going on forever. There's actually three women in separate incidents that are testifying in, against him in court, but, you know, they think it's happened hundreds of times because this is what he likes to do. It's how he gets off. He's facing charges of indecent and reckless endangerment and criminal attempt to commit aggravated assault with regards to the first two testimonies. And I think that's based on where he was like almost running these women off the road, which I don't think he's intentionally doing that. But I think when you're like un- trying to unzip your pants and pull out your hog, yeah, you're probably and losing like control. lube up your hand. Like you lose a little bit of control of the vehicle. Uh, the third case, they dropped the reckless driving charge, but he still has like the lewd and lascivious behavior. 
going against him. <laughs> um, there's several more cases involving Blakely that are getting ready to be presented to the grand jury. I think this guy's a definite sex offender. You know, it's kind of fairly common, though. More common than you think that people do this. I was talking flashers? to... Well, the car flashers in particular. I, w- I was talking to uh, Lenora, my co-host in the Obscenesters, and she was saying, just this happened two days ago. So she doesn't drive. She's one of those rare L.A. residents that does not know how to drive. <laughs> it's just weird. Okay. She's never learned. So she walks right. around, but she lives in uh, Los Feliz, so she has a community where Access you can... Access to lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can walk to the store or walk to the bar. She says this, this happened to her... See, the past year has happened to her seven times. But it just recently happened to her last week. She was supposed to be walking and uh, walking back home, and someone will be like, hey, excuse me. Um, and they ask her for directions. Like, hey, do you know where... Okay, uh, they Col- pull over to the side. And they ask her for directions. And, and so she comes up to the window, and their cock is out. And their cock's out, and they're just full-on jacking it. Right. And this has happened like six or seven times. I'm like, what do you do? She goes, you know, it used to, she goes, it used to shock me. She's like, this happened so much now. I just laugh and keep walking. <laughs> just like, so this must happen all the time. Like, I mean, she's just one of many girls that walks around LA. They could probably get harassed. So I, I think it's more common. Than you think that dudes driving by themselves in cars, it's a good possibility that they have their cock out of their pants. <laughs> It's the last time I'm ever driving anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's sometimes I don't envy being an attractive woman. You just have to deal with this type of shit. It's true. Yeah, yeah no women. No women are asking me over their car, and then I got look in and they're finger banging themselves. Could you That's imagine how happened. awesome that would be? <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I don't even care if she's an ugly, hideous troll. I just, don't really care. I just think it would be hilarious to walk up and be like, "This girl's full on masturbating to me." Nice. Wow. High five myself. Be amazing. And then you go over to the car and she's like, God damn it. I was fucking pointing that guy behind you. <laughs> ruined it now. And you look back and there's like an Abercrombie and Fitch model, like 24 year old dude with abs. He's like, you fucking cock. I hate you. You just ruined it. Yeah, I ruined it. People, send your sick and wrong stories to sick and wrong podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Well, we've got a few phone calls here to the SW hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, There are actually some My Two Cents calls um, uh, that desperately need our our counsel. So we're going to get to that in a second. But first, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So there you go, people. Go to audible.com and use diddle. And uh, yeah, you get to uh, save a little bit of money. Get a free, uh, get a free audiobook. Seems to be with the rage now. Used to be uh, popular amongst the kids. No one wants to read anymore. No, it's boring. They want to listen, listen to their books. So just use Diddle when you check out at Audible.com. So Wackley, we have we got a few uh, phone calls here to the SW hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six is that number. Uh, the first one is not a my two cents call, but the first one's I think you you're going to find this uh, particularly fascinating. Hey Lance, how you doing boys? This is um, Gary from Brixton. Yeah, um, Missy's just got a job in the bar. She came home last night and um, she's telling me, I can't believe the things that people talk about and nattering on like they're the couple 
splits and uh then she said that director Tim Burton he likes to shit out his poo dip it in liquid nitrogen freeze it and stick up other people's arses <laughs> that's absolutely disgusting she said I'm thinking mate um, yeah, that's pretty fucking... That's pretty wrong, mate. It's kind of true, that is, but... First time I've heard of that one. I kind of hope that is true, actually. Do you think that's true? No. You don't think it's true that you would do that? Only because I don't believe that Tim Burton has solid shits. <laughs> yeah, but it does You know, the thing is, though, this is an... There's an actual term for this move. It's called the Alaskan Pipeline. And what you do is you shit. <laughs> Fuck off. You just made that up. No, I, I did not. I looked it up. It's called the Alaskan Pipeline. You shit in a condom. You freeze the condom. And then you use that as a dildo on your partner. Ugh. So you got to buy liquid nitrogen to make a shit dildo when you could just buy a cheap real dildo for cheaper and you could reuse it? You, no, you don't need to use liquid nitrogen. I don't know what kind of dildo Tim Burton's making. He's like putting the shit in like some kind of device. You just, free, and, you just freeze it in your normal freezer with all your frozen foods. You could. Like, oh, could you get could you get me uh, a popsicle? The fudge sickle? No, 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 no. A fruit popsicle. What you think are fudge sickles are actually my frozen shits that I'm going to use to dildo my boyfriend. <laughs> Like you've never frozen a turd before. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> First of all, you got to dip it out of the water, or do you, or do you shit on a piece of cardboard in your kitchen? No, you shit in a condom. That's how you, how you shit do. in a condom. You hold it open. You probably need a partner to help you out, but he's got Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> Kids, get your parents to help you out if you're under 18. No, but he's got Helena Bonham Carter. She probably holds the condom open. He shits in it, his solid stool or his liquid stool. And then they freeze it, and then, and he, then he, uh, fucks he fucks her with it. Yeah, fucks her with it. Yeah, I can see why she would be into that. And Johnny Depp. He gets <laughs> fucked with it, too. <laughs> I bet you... No, I bet you what happens is he freezes Johnny Depp's shit, so then he fucks himself with it. <laughs> and that's why Johnny Depp is in all of his movies. Yeah, he loves them. Yeah. And they, I can't believe he didn't know what dogging was. Fucking hell. I didn't. Never done it, but... um. You look at it on the internet, mate. Most of them are monthlies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway. I do know what Love you the mean. podcast. Keep it up, boys. Wicked. So no, anyway, no Americans know what dogging is. You know, I, I didn't. It's funny, too, because all these, all these Brits have been sending me, all these limeys have been sending me a link to this Channel 4 show on dogging. Oh, there's, a ch- there's a show about it. Yeah, there's like a, I don't know, it's like a documentary they did on dogging. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's hosted in the UK and I can't get it to work here. So I've, I've had, probably had 15 people send me this link and I've done mm-hmm. searches for it. I just can't, it just says it will not work in your country. I'll find it. So I still have not actually seen the Channel 4 documentary on dogging, but I do know what dogging not is Not being now. able to watch that, being an American... Is an outrage. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, no American knows what dogging is. And dogging would never happen in this country. It probably does happen. It's just not a big enough phenomenon to have a name. Well, okay. I'm sure there's I public sex, I, I, I don't but... know. I still don't really know what it is. I need to watch the documentary. It's, it's the, okay, a couple has sex in their car, and then a bunch of voyeurs come around and jack off, and then some of them will get in the car and also have sex with a couple. 
Right, but like things like how do the voyeurs know where the people in the car are going to be? Do they set it up online? I think there's certain parks that are known for being a dogging park. Okay, so you just go there every day hoping somebody shows up? Like probably on a, like a weekend. You just show up on a oh, Friday. There's special days. To see, there's a lot of detail that I need to understand. I think if you're in the dogging – I bet you they have dogging websites and dogging <laughs> newsletters. You know? The dogging Facebook group. Although I kind of agree with uh, Gary here from Brixton that was saying that they're all – what do you say? They're mingers? Munters. Munters, yeah. I bet you – I'm sure they're – could you imagine like any woman that's willing to go dogging? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, There's got to be one hot one in the country, right? The hottest Miss Dogging UK. <laughs> she just died, Margaret Thatcher. There she is. The Dogging Queen. She just died, Wackily, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, I got it. I know, she's <laughs> done. <a> joke. <laughs> Everybody hates her gut so much. I like my favorite thing about her dying were all the kids like who weren't even alive when she was prime minister. And they're yeah, so but they mad. just hate her. Fucking out, Thatcher. But uh, <laughs> Johnny Rotten was her John Lydon, whatever he goes by now. He was on uh, some defending her. Yeah, Australian thing, and he said it was you know very disrespectful that all these people are are basically shitting all over her. You know what a fucking hypocrite. That's such kind an of, asshole. Yeah, oh, because he's rich now. I'm sure at the time is he really? Yeah. Pil Pil is still releasing albums. They're doing a he's doing a, a reunion tour with Pil. Makes mm. probably an insane amount of money off the Sex Pistols. I, I got the impression that that they they were the kind of band where they s- s- uh, signed away all the rights to that music because they're young and stupid. And no, they made they made a lot of money off of you that. Think he lives in a big manse. Oh, I'm sure. And did you also see that interview though on that Australian show where he told the woman to shut up? Did you see? No, that? I, I, re- I read this. I read this transcript. Oh my god, it was it was insane. Like I couldn't believe it. Like he's being interviewed. By this uh, some Australian talk show, and there's like four guy, three guys, and one female uh, reporter, and she went, she goes to ask him a question about, I think it was about Margaret Thatcher, and he's like, he goes, shut up, shut up, men are talking right now, you do not oh, yeah. interrupt a man. I did read that, and he kept saying that, over, like I couldn't, and no one came to her defense, no one said anything. He's trying to be shocking. Ah, he's such an asshole, that guy. He seriously is. And, and he's irrelevant. He really is. I mean, I love PIL and I like the Sex Pistols, but... Do you what really... would Africa Bombata say? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, know what, you know what he needs? He needs Tim Burton to rape him with his Alaskan pipeline dildo. That's what needs to happen. And you can teach Johnny, Johnny Rotten some manners with a yeah. shit dildo. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a couple of uh, My Two Cents calls. Let me uh, roll the theme music. My Two Cents with Dean Lance. I think I have a My Two Cents question for you. This lady I know, her uncle died in bed with the covers pulled up to his neck. Nobody found him for like three weeks, and he owned a cat. The cat did not go hungry. Um, how do I ask her like the gory details? Like, did it, the cat eat his eyeballs? How about the lips? Did it go after the gums? I don't, I, this is shit I want to know, but how do I ask without sounding like a complete fucking douchebag? I, I figured you guys could would help me out on this. What does he mean by that? Does he think that we are douchebags? Because we would ask something like this? Uh, he's implying that we would know how to ask without coming off as a douchebag. With decorum here. Um, yeah. 
You know what? I think of what you need to do is you need to have a proper length of time in between asking her. Like, uh, you know, right now, I mean, I wouldn't, her uncle just died. I wouldn't ask her tomorrow about what happened if the cat ate him or what parts of him the cat ate. I would probably wait maybe a week. Two weeks. One week? Two weeks. Is that appropriate? I don't know. Like, what, what, what is the length of time for too soon? I wouldn't ask her. Ever? Nope. <laughs> Why? Infinite days. I would try and get on, like, there's got to be a chat room in your area where the, like, emergency medical technicians all go to talk about stories like that and uh, find out that way. <laughs> like, what did the dude look like? I would, I would, I would go she's to the not gonna give, She's not going to give you good details anyways. Well, it depends. I mean, like, oh, I don't know. I can't believe you asked me that and brought it back up. And then you have like a crying woman on your hands. Well, it depends on, it depends on your relationship with this woman too. I mean, do you, are you well, guys? No, it actually doesn't. If you have a bad relationship, she's going to be just like, you're an asshole for asking. And the, the well, fact then that I would ask, ask her proves everything you've ever, I've ever thought about you. And, uh, if she if you get to have a really good relationship with you, then she's going to be crying, and you have to console her. Well, okay. Well, what about the uh, the third scenario here? What if she's you know she has a thick skin, a body sense of humor, um, and and you guys commonly jo- you know you frequently joke about situations like this. You're good drinking buddies, and you're hanging out two weeks after the incident. And be like, so did the cat eat him? Oh, okay. You know, well, that's I, fine. I, I could see something like that. It then depends on your relationship. Two, we- two weeks is probably good. You know, I, I mean, because it seems like such a natural question. I would get her drunk first. So yeah, then you be could, drunk for sure. Yeah, you can find out about the cat and you might get a blowjob. Hey, whatever happened with that? Didn't like the cat eat something, part of him? Really? Oh, his face? Oh. What, what do you mean exactly? <laughs> God, that's horrible. Here's another shot of tequila. Yeah. Can I have a blowjob? Do you have a photo? <laughs> you have a photo. <laughs> Who owns the cat now? <laughs> Can I talk to the cat? Is your cat like lasagna? What do the cat's breath smell like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way. You just give it two weeks and a lot of tequila. All right, here's the uh, second My Two Cents call. All right, who in the fuck would send you guys a fax like seriously like really okay you need to like fax your tits something about this voicemail greeting because- you know this is funny this this kind of cracked me up the other day i i listened to this call and i was like fax what who would send us a fax we didn't want a fax and then she's saying you should do something about this voicemail greeting and dude, it's funny to me i mean i guess it says something about our effort in producing this podcast of the years of all the years, over the years that we've been doing this show, I've never once called the sick and wrong hotline myself. No. Why, why would you to like give yourself a reminder? No, <laughs> but out, I mean, just to listen. Out, you didn't have a pen or paper. You're like, Oh shit, I need to get milk. Let's call the sick and wrong hotline <laughs> and then check it when I'm in the grocery store. Well, just Don't to check to it. Milk, you know, Valtrex, people... <laughs> peanuts. People have complained though in the past about, uh, you know, they're like, oh, who am I talking to? I hope this is a sick and wrong hotline. I hope this is Dean Lance. I never really cared to investigate it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this woman prompted me to do this. And so I had to spend like a half an hour online trying to figure out what's the name of the voicemail service we even use. And I found it. And then I called the uh, hotline. 
And yeah, it just says there's no greeting at all. It just says to leave a fax, press one. <laughs> it was just like, really? Oh, for all these years. That's the HR manager who recorded that. Yeah. So anyway, now I recorded an actual sick and wrong greeting. It says like, please, or leave a message for sick and wrong. How many times <laughs> did you have to do it and re-record it? About seven. Yeah, I know. I hate that when I'm at work. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, they changed my phone. I got to re-record my greeting. And you just have to do it like 18 times because you keep sounding like an idiot. And you keep sounding like a so dumbass. You, yeah, it's and, uh, work. So you have to sort of keep up an appearance that you're not a dumbass. It, well, it just and I also start laughing, and I don't sound right. serious. And I you, just had to, you get like the number, your name wrong. This is Lance Spackerclay. I mean, fuck, I gotta record it. <laughs> and then you know the people who are in the next cube over are like, God, what the fuck? It's just a voicemail message. Why is he re-recording it eighty-three times? Yeah, no, I, I did it because a, I am a, good, a dumbass. I did it a good seven times, and and so now when you call the sicker on hotline, you actually do have a real greeting. You know who you're calling. I don't know if I'm talking to you or my mom or like a fucking I don't like her shrill nonprofit tones. organization. Like I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Um, if it's you, I have a question for sick and wrong right now. So whoever's listening to this, please forward. You're listening to th- this wrong. is sick and wrong. God I'm, damn it. I'm in, I'm in like a relationship right now where uh, it's an age gap relationship. So I'm looking for a my two cents question. I don't know if you're still doing that anymore. Um, You've come to the right place, sweetheart. We are still doing my two cents questions. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I'm not doing it. It's over. (laughs) I'm not doing those anymore. And we are experts on the age gap relationship questions. Because I haven't listened to you guys in like six or seven months. And I really, I love you. I love you guys so much. But I've been betrayed. really busy. But anyways, um, busy, I'm, I'm huh? um, about to turn 27. I'm 26 right now. And uh, nice. I'm dating a guy who is 47. Damn. Um, he's great. That's a significant age gap. 20 years. Yeah, I was thinking maybe 10 years. 20 years? That's, that's, that's a significant age gap. I want to find out why she's dating this guy. I really doubt I could date a 28-year-old. And when you're 48? When you're 47? I mean, does this man have no, kids? No, I mean now. <laughs> I'm 38. <laughs> I can't see myself pulling a 28-year-old. I usually date girls between that age. Mm. Like the 28, 29, 30. I prefer a 30-year-old because then you don't have to deal with a 30-year-old birthday party, which has to be <laughs> significant. You know what I'm saying? Just tell her to go ride a motorcycle around Arizona. <laughs> with some bing do I like him a lot but I'm just like wondering um, what you guys think about people dating a significant other who is older than them <laughs> significant by a few decades other. a couple decades she's soup this girl um, this girl has problems besides work? just dating an old guy what do you think she's emotionally damaged no well maybe but not necessarily, but I think she. This is the type of girl who thinks way too much about a relationship and really just analyzes it till the cows come home every day, rather and than she, just experience it. She's like trying rather to than just being it. like I'm 28, I don't even or 27, whatever the fuck she's 26, right? Uh, you know, I'm in a relationship. The guy's cool. He's got a nice cock and he's got a cool car. Buys me shit. <laughs> Buys me shit. It's fun. His friends are fun. He tells funny jokes. 
she's like just her head is constantly cycling like what's this all about significant other is he the significant future. other is this a long-term thing what are we gonna name our babies what kind of wedding dress am i gonna get <laughs> you know what i mean well i guess it depends though too how long they've been involved like if it's only been like six months then quit your your psychoanalysis here and just suck his dick yeah. but i mean if, if but if they've been dating for three years you know, then it's kind of like, well, where are we going with this? This guy is 20 years my senior. You know, if he did knock me up, by the time the kid's 20, he's like practically 70. How do you feel about changing an old man's diapers? Yeah, that's what you got to ask yourself there, Missy. And there's also this thing where <clears throat> for men, and I guess maybe for women, maybe more for men, men between the ages of, let's say, 30 and 50 – it's very hit or miss, right? You can see, like, there's, like, a 30-year-old dude who looks like, um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's an old guy. Let's just be simple about it. You mean it. just, like, somebody who doesn't age well? Yeah, and then there's 50-year-old dudes who look like they're 30. That's true. That's true. So what, it, you know, who are we talking about? And, but then the problem is you think, you know, like, oh, this, I mean, this is 50-year-old guy, but he looks really young. Everybody thinks he's 35, but really he's 48. But um, there. But then, then two years later, it all catches up to him, and it's like, oh, Jesus. Now he looks like he's 65. Well, that's the thing. I just wonder what it, is, what it is that attracts this, this man to this woman. Like, why, why is she attracted to this guy who's 20 years older than her? Let me see. Let's uh, see if she says this. Oh, she goes about on. It. I think it's done. a bad idea. What about having kids with them? What is your opinion on this? Dun, 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 my two cents. Okay, now she's mocking her my two cents <laughs> okay, thing. And I'm drunk right now, and he is not here at the moment. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, this might sway things completely. You should take a direction. picture of your pussy and send it but, to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Be naughty. I'm just wondering, because, like, in the past, I've, I've or I'm not even going to talk about this, but I've listened to your guys' advice, and I think that you're pretty solid on what you have to say about things. Finally, someone gives us a credit. And other times I think you're fucking retarded. So, okay. I mean, I, I'm only 50% invested in this advice that you give me. All right. This is being cut off now. <laughs> Enough of this drunken female rambling here. But uh, I'll weigh in on this. I'll weigh in on this. All right, do it. The dude is 48, 47. You're 26. It's a significant age gap. There must be something that attracts you to him. And I highly doubt it's a physical attraction. As much as it is a monetary attraction, if this guy, I mean, you're you're making it sound like there aren't any like attractive forty-seven-year-old dudes out there. Yeah, but you'd think a, a girl would be. I'm just talking about by how old, uh, how old averages. Is Johnny, how old is Johnny Depp? He's old, he's like fifty. Yeah. But okay, <laughs> no. But this guy clearly isn't average because the average forty-seven-year-old isn't dating a twenty-six-year-old. He's not. I'm talking about the even. average girl here would usually not be attracted to a man that'd be twenty years older. Unless some some do. I mean, some are. I'm just thinking that there's got to be an additional reason. There's some, there's something else that attracts her to him. Maybe it's his financial stability because a lot of guys that are in their mid twenties, you know, uh, are still living at home after they graduate college. Right. So maybe this guy does have something to offer. He's got stability. Um, maybe he buys it. Maybe he's a, maybe it's a sugar daddy relationship. And if that's the case, why not stay in it? I mean, if you don't mind having sex with him and you get money and, uh, and he's taking care of you, I mean, what, what's wrong with that? Well, I know why, because 
I mean, you're saying that like she doesn't need to worry about wiping his ass when he's old because by that time the relationship will be over, right? Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna Five continue. Years from now, I bet you like from now. I give this relationship maybe it depends on how long she's been in it, but it sounds like it's kind of a relatively new relationship. I say two more years, milk it. Uh, Literally, so milk it. Two years, <laughs> two years maybe. But, but but the problem happens when you where you're going over that, and now she's. Moving from 26 to 30, 32, if she wants to get married long term to somebody more her own age, she's missing out on a large chunk of her life where she should have been meeting that younger guy. That's that is true. That is true. I mean, she has, uh, you know, D, we only get one life to live. <laughs> YOLO. One um, day at a time. YOLO <laughs> really could have been the name of a daytime soap opera. <laughs> But you then, only live once. Today, on You Only Live Once, Barbara recovers from her amnesia and find out, finds out that she has a dick. But don't you think if you're a 47-year-old dude and you're dating a 26-year-old, this girl is young, capricious. You know, she could change her attitude, her feelings towards you, her, her future, her goals, her career goals, whatever, in, in a matter of, like, months. And you should expect that. Because you're dating a girl 20 years younger than you. Right. If you're dating a girl who's 40. But you're worried about his opinions now? No, I'm just saying if uh, you know, she spends two more years with him and then it's like, you know what? I'm going to date someone younger because it's actually I'm closer in age to this guy. We can probably have kids and grow old together and be relatively the same age and die around the same time. Mm-hmm. The dude should totally understand this because it'd be easier to break it off because the guy's like, yeah, you know, I expected this because I'm dating a 26-year-old. Yeah, and I know what I said before is two years is fine, but that's still, you know, those years from 26 to 28. It sounds like she's always turning 27, so let's say 27 to 29. Uh, You know, she's uh, sitting in this guy's apartment watching Matlock, uh, doing his taxes, (laughs) applying Ben Gay to his shoulders when she could be out at the club. Doing shots. Doing shots with you know the, her girlfriends and and maybe that's when she would have met the dude who's maybe like he's only like thirty and but he's like just got his law degree and is you know looking to impregnate and marry some lady and she wasn't there to meet him because she's hanging out with grandpa. My two cents is if the guy's wealthy and he's being like you gotta have a sugar daddy thing here is or sugar daddy relationship, I say spend a couple of years, make some money, hang out, and then break it off and go with a guy that you can actually be in a relationship with. But I, if I would, I, let me make the caveat. Do that, but still don't hang out at his apartment. <clears throat> go to the club. <laughs> in case the guy is there. <laughs> Even if you're, already, you're still dating uh, grandpa, um, be available at the club. All right. There, and there you go. That, that's, a, that's our two cents. People go give go us- to Grandpa's house during the week. Thursday, <laughs> must-see TV night. Then you can hang out with Uncle Old Man, whatever his name is. But Friday and Saturday Daddy nights, Warbucks. Friday and Saturday nights, you and your girlfriends doing the shots, wearing the short skirts <clears throat> and the thigh-high boots, your hair all sprayed up. Attracting a mate. That's what you <laughs> should be doing. Attracting a long-term mate. Long-term mate. One that's not going to die when you're like, I mean, this girl's going to be 40 and this guy's going to be almost dead. 67, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, she'll be 40. He'll be 61. He's going to have dementia. 
Um, people call the Sigurong hotline, 206-666-3846. We will answer your My Two Cents questions. Uh, Wackerly, um, we are running out of time. A uh, couple uh, sick and wrong news items here. One, you should be subscribing to the show on iTunes. That is the best way, the best method to listen to sick and wrong because it uh, helps us out, gives us more exposure. Just do a search in the, in the search bar for sick and wrong and then subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud now. I don't know if uh, people have seen that. So you can listen to it on SoundCloud. I think a lot of the limeys use the SoundCloud. Um, also, I am doing a, a uh, vidcast, new vidcast called The Obscene Surge. It's on tradiov.com slash LA. It's every Monday night from 7 to 8. And you can actually call in live and ask questions. But it's 7 to 8 p.m. PST. Uh, this week, we have uh, the writer of uh, the book, Please Kill Me. His name's Legs McNeil. So uh, check that out on Monday night, The Obscene Surge, tradiov.com slash LA. And uh, Sick and Wrong Tees, man. Sick and Wrong T-shirts. Sick and Wrong T-shirts are available right now in the Sick and Wrong store. That is the best way to support the show and support free pod crafting is by buying a T-shirt. And people, the money goes to a good cause. I mean, I think people have this mental image that I'm hoarding all the T-shirt money and like, you know, like sitting on my Jew gold, uh-huh. just, you know, bathing in it. But no, like seriously, Wackerly uses this money to support most of the streetwalkers in Oakland. So by you not buying a T-shirt... Also to buy my uh, herpes medication that yeah, I, I mean, from the streetwalkers. By you not buying a T-shirt, Wackley does not get his Valtrex, and a uh, streetwalker's child does not get fed. I can't ride my bike down the beach in sepia tone if I can't buy my Valtrex. <laughs> so there you go, people. Just go to signalonpodcast.com slash store and buy a T-shirt today. Uh, finally here, Signalon Song of the Week... Uh, was uh, suggested by an English fan here. His name is Alan Jordan. He says, hey, Dean Lance, don't know if the news has traveled across the pond yet, but that evil bitch of an ex-prime minister, Margaret Thatcher, has finally done the decent thing and died. Once again, this person's probably 17 years old. Yeah, I'm sure he's a young guy. And oh my God, how, how, how come we didn't know that Margaret Thatcher died? Well, <laughs> that news didn't travel quickly enough. across on the QE2. <laughs> Um, to celebrate, there are planned parties throughout the UK today, uh, the Witch is Dead parties. And an iTunes campaign has been set up to get the song Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead from the Wizard of Oz to the top of the charts by the time they bury her. That's not the song we're playing, is it? Yes, but we're not playing the actual one. Uh, it's predicted to go number one. The mainstream media, including the BBC, are now shitting themselves over whether to play it or not. Uh, yesterday, the BBC said they'll only play five seconds of the song. As a compromise, because they respect freedom of speech media and choice. Such a stick up their ass. It's so funny to me. It's, it's newsworthy that it got made the song, so play it. Who cares? I mean, seriously, why is this a big deal? Like, why are they fretting over this? Oh, it's improper. It's Very disrespectful. Improper. Disrespectful. Uh, he says that there's lords and ladies will not appreciate it. I find it really funny, actually. It's it's kind of a uh, it's a it's a representation of the English dry wit that they all kind of come together to do stuff like this, like put together a Facebook page, like they did with uh, the Rage Against the Machine kind of song. Heavy handed to me, I don't know. Yeah, but remember they did that with the Rage Against the Machine song around Christmas a couple of years ago. Vaguely, they had a big Facebook campaign and made that the number one song. I I, I don't remember what uh, 
which rage song it was. But now that now everybody's get together to do Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. It's just funny that that the Brits do this because we would never do this in this country. We just don't care. Right. I don't you even know? remember when Reagan died. I remember. Yeah, we don't died. care. I mean, is Nancy still alive? Yeah, I don't know. I think she might be dead. Which <laughs> is nobody. It was like, oh, moving on. <laughs> So he says, if there's no better choice, and if only for the benefit of your UK fans, may I suggest Ding Dong as your Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Respect and gratitude, Alan Jordan. I bet you when, when George W. Bush dies, people will like, go be, make a big fucking ridiculous deal about it. Yeah, but I still he ruined my life! Really? What, why would your life have been different if George W. Bush wasn't around? He ruined it! I still think we're going to be more respectful. And we're not going to try to. I don't think. The, I don't no. think. I don't there'll think be, Americans would big, do this. Big, there'll be big, big to do about it. Trust me. Do you think they're going to be having parties in the streets? Yes. Yeah, I do. I. I don't know. I. He's not going to die for a long time. He's super healthy. Yeah, we'll have to see. But <laughs> did you see the movie The Iron Lady? Um. No. With Meryl Streep. I know. I tried it. There was a. There was a documentary about her. About. Margaret Thatcher on Netflix, and I started trying to watch it, and it was so boring I had to turn it off after like 20 minutes. Would you have watched it if it showed Meryl Streep flying around in the iron suit, just terrorizing the poor English working class and <laughs> bombing ships filled with peasants? <laughs> yeah, then it would have been more interesting. <laughs> but it was funny, I read, uh, you know, because now there's all this backlash. We talked about Johnny Rotten earlier. Uh, Morrissey uh, weighed in on, on her death, and he says, as a matter of recorded fact, Thatcher was a terror without an atom of humanity. <laughs> okay, besides the age thing, here's another thing that I that I don't get about. The only looking through the history and whatever, the only people who I think have a legitimate claim against her as her being super terrible or the this group of miners, right? That she sort of they wanted to go on strike and she like sent the cops out and they beat the fuck out of them. And do you think people like Morrissey knows a single fucking person who's ever been, worked with their hands or been in the union? I don't. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I was reading Russell Brand said something, and uh, Russell Brand's parents were working class. And Morrissey's parents might have been working. I bet you Morrissey knew working class people. She had a civil I'm war I'm sure they say unions. that, but I would like to investigate that. Like, like were Morrissey's parents minors? Yeah, but no, it's not only minors. It's the working class. Like, I've read that uh, she had this, like draconian taxation system that just i mean everybody was just poor she was against the arts uh then they the, the, <laughs> the bombing of that ship they killed all those peasants in in argentina oh that the whole fault we've talked about the yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. So, I, I mean, there, no, there, i have no understanding of it and it just confuses me every time i hear about it there are many reasons to hate this lady and so you know what to, 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 for, for the uk fans in tribute we're going to play Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead, but the actual, we're going to play the Klaus Nomi version. Do you remember, have you ever heard that guy, Klaus Nomi? No. It's, a, it's a, actually a hilarious version of the song. Who is he? Um, he was like a German, he was like this German sort of drag queen performer that sang in a falsetto, but he made like kind of weird techno music. He died of AIDS in like 82. I was going to say, didn't Tiny Tim do a version of Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead, or am I conflating two songs? I think that's your fantasy. I'm not sure. <laughs> but the Klaus Nomi's version is actually kind of funny. So we're going to end the show here with uh, Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead, to honor the late Iron Lady. I, uh, I want to make, make one more comment because I don't want to hate mail on this, is that I know nothing about Thatcher. And I actually don't. And I told myself I wasn't going to express any opinion. And uh, 
I kind of fucked that up. So. Send him hate mail anyway. People will be back next <laughs> I week. I have no opinion. I don't know if she was good or bad. I was like a small child, and I don't give a fuck. Not even our prime minister. So fuck it. People will be back next week at episode 377. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. Good night, sweet lady. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The wicked witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Wake up, you sleepy head. Wrap your eyes, get out of bed. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. She's again and uh well it's somewhat infrequent now i have to get up at five in the morning and fuck you guys i ain't getting drunk for that shit i hope that made more sense to you than it did to me by the way i guess i'm still listening Uh, but it's not a good time usually uh, all right but here Check this out. High pitch screen guy slash me. Oh, you guys win. Seventh day, the ambush began.
through the window. The doors were all breaking. And, and I'm drinking whiskey. Exactly what let you out. 